Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. While you were sleeping, we started the show talking about the Yankees' big win on opening day. Aaron Judge, first at bat, home run, of course he did. Garrett Cole, dominant, underappreciated even. Think about it. We've talked about DeGrom and Scherzer and Verlander. And Cole kind of always takes a little bit of a backseat to those guys. He's been better. He's the last one standing. He goes out there every fifth day and dominates. All right, so he gives up the long ball a little bit too often. But Cole has been better than the best when you talk about those other names. And maybe this is the year where he finally starts to get some full appreciation. Also nice to see Glaber Torres contributing early on this year where it's going to be a big season for him and the trade rumors and looking to make room for the younger guys. Torres uh, was rumored to be the odd man out, so good for him to get on the board with a two-run homer on opening day. Yankees also striking out 16 times, however. The Yankees back at it again, at least for a day. And look, you don't want to overreact, but this is something that has happened far too often with them, striking out way too much, and it's been an issue for them. Will that continue to be a problem for a team that's been... Look, they're built on their power, but they do strike out a lot. I mean, that's the Yankees. You hope to have a little more balance with Volpe, with LeMay, who struck out three times, hard to believe. But a successful day overall in the Bronx for the Bombers. For the Mets, a successful day on the field as far as getting a win in Miami. Max Scherzer not great, allowing a game-tying two-run homer before leaving that game after six. The bullpen, however, was lights out. That is important. Where you have Drew Smith, Brooks Raley, David Robertson, all getting the job done. You know, obviously without Edwin Diaz, that's going to be a key for the Mets. And they showed their bullpen, at least for a day, looked pretty good. And the offense, you know, I was reminded how good this Mets team is. I guess because of the way that they, I don't want to say fell apart, but the way that they finished the year. Swept by Atlanta, knocked out. In really a series that was, it felt like the Mets never had a chance against the Padres. Padres came into town and took it to the Mets. So it was a disappointing end. I forgot how good this team is. Even without Diaz, even with some of the issues that they have, they're a good ball club. Well-balanced lineup that puts the bat on the ball. And I think Brandon Nimmo, aside from the bullpen, the takeaway from Nimmo, or from me from that game, is Nimmo. And it was one thing that I noticed in Port St. Lucie. I was at the game the Friday night that Nimmo got hurt. Prior to him getting hurt sliding into second base, he absolutely mauled two baseballs, like squaring them up, hit him, hitting him as hard as he can. You know, you notice things like that in person. You hear the sound of it. You see the ball jump off the bat. 
to a point where it got my attention. It wasn't just like, oh, there's another base hit or there's a double for Nimmo or even Homer, whatever. He scorched two baseballs, squares them up, hits them hard. He did it again yesterday. He seems locked in right from the get-go and I think can be an impact bat for this Mets team and maybe take his game to another level in the process. I would bet right now Brandon Nimmo is going to be an all-star this year. And he's going to hit over 20 homers. Maybe he, he hits between 20, 25, whatever it may be, the exact numbers. But I think he's going to be in the 20s with the home runs and be an impact offensive player to a point where Brandon Nimmo will be an all-star this year. It wasn't all fun and games for the Mets, though, as Justin Verlander, of course, had to be put on the IL before the game. It's just infuriating. I mean, we went to bed last night talking about, we did, you know, we did the show and then went to bed, but we were talking about the positivity and this is the time to be hopeful. I'm glad I got it in because as soon as I woke up, you hear about Verlander going on the IL. Why is it always something with the Mets? It's always something. I'm not trying to be overly negative here. And don't shoot the messenger. I mean, let's just go based off the facts. He's not pitching. He's on the IL, Verlander. So they could downplay it all they want and minimize it. And, oh, let's not make a big deal about it. He's still going to be able to throw. It's a minor issue. This is not worst-case scenario. It's second-worst-case scenario, whatever that means. Or second-best-case scenario. Bottom line is, he's hurt. Oh, my arm. The doctor says it's like a 20-year-old arm. Yeah, but you have a 40-year-old body. That's no good. I know from experience. Things start to break down. Certain things. So there should be concern about Justin Verlander. The fact that he was walking guys, he walked 10 guys in spring training. That to me was like, huh, something's up there. And turns out something is up. And it can't be nothing because if it was nothing, he wouldn't be placed on the IL on opening day. But it's always something. Can't escape it. It's so annoying. 877-337-6666. Back to your goals. You know, uh, uh, on top of the Yankees and Mets discussion, I mean, we mentioned the Rangers lost to the Devils. All right, move on. Hopefully the Rangers face them in the first round and knock them out. Knicks get some bad news with uh, Julius Randle as he will be out for the remainder of the regular season, and they'll reevaluate. Hopefully he can be back before the postseason. They're going to need him. The other thing somehow we started discussing was pizza, and Rich in Manhattan has something to say on that. Rich? Morning, Sal. Morning. The Mets, what's the magic number, 160? Yes. For the Mets? Or 161, maybe. I don't know. Okay, listen, you're talking about food. I'm not giving up any food for to see my teams win championships. But as far as ballpark food, you talk about the 99 burger and things like that and the polar bear burger. You know, I, I'm really a traditionist, uh, traditionalist at the ballpark. I just want to get my two hot dogs or two chili dogs, mm. my Coke or Pepsi or whatever it is, and if it's cold, maybe a potato knish later in the day. Not a bad idea. The knish at Shea Stadium used to be my favorite uh, go-to oh, food. It was very good. But the thing at Shea Stadium... And it was two bucks. They used to have a $2 knish. I remember it very well during the 99-2000 seasons. Now, I want to go back to that era at Shea Stadium with the food. It was one thing I liked an awful lot. Remember behind home plate in the Lodge, Casey's 37? I do not. It was, you know, they they had a lot of Mexican things. Well, they had a steak taco salad that was really, really good. That was like my... 
special go-to when I would go to a Mets. You know, that's a little obscure. I mean, uh, according to your own uh, standards, they were talking about, and thank you for the call, Rich, the two hot dogs. And I get that, by the way. Basic. You don't need sushi at the ballpark, although I'm not opposed to it. I'm just saying, like, you go to a ballpark, you want to have a couple peanuts, a couple hot dogs, whatever beverage of your choice. The food, however, at Shea Stadium, thinking back on it, uh, you could not get me to eat that now. There's no chance. Although I did love those knishes in 99 and 2000. That was the go-to. $2 knish, and it was delicious. That I would have now, no problem. The other stuff, you know, you used to go to, and I know, get this for you bing-bongers. You used to actually go to a ball game to watch the ball game. It wasn't an event as far as what you were going to eat, what you were going to drink. It's too much now. It's overwhelming. If I want to go to Jacob's Pickles, I'll go to Jacob's Pickles. If I want to go to a ball game, I want to watch a ball game. I'm not going to be walking around all game chasing the food. Now, the food is tremendous, and it's nice to have those good options because unlike Shea Stadium, you know, you went to Shea Stadium or old Yankee Stadium, there was no area to hang out. You walked in, you sat in your seat, and that was that. Anything you do is going to be inconvenienced from, from there on out. You want to get up and go get something to eat, a, you're going to be waiting forever. B, the food's not even that good. Both those stadiums. They were designed for people to go in to watch the game. Now, ballparks are designed for people to go in and hang out. A billion bars, a billion food options. More people probably pay for seats that don't sit in them than ever before. And don't get me wrong, I enjoy going to the ballparks and walking around and hanging out and seeing what they have to offer. But it's become less about the actual game and more about, oh, yeah, let's try this and that. Even me, I I caught myself saying it. Taco Frank is calling from Hamilton, New Jersey. Good morning, Taco Frank. What's up, brother? What an opening day. Happy opening day. Oh, man. A couple of house cleaning things for you, man. I got an offer for you right here. What if I told you the Rangers win it all this year in a sweep in the Stanley Cup final? In exchange, the Braves win back-to-back championships, and you have to ride on the Chuck and Chernoff float. Oh, no. What are you kidding me? No way. No way (laughs) would I I take that. What if I give you the Rangers and the Knicks? I'll give you both. No. I don't want anything to do with those clowns from Atlanta. What are you kidding me? (laughs) Are Are they still talking about me? Do you still monitor that? Uh, but I, I, ever once you told me you, you were calling the quits, man, I, I gave up and I, yeah. I didn't, uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I, come on. I mean, it's over. It's over for now, but when the Mets and Braves play each other, you know that it's going to be on again. Yeah, just check check with me or with Zoo or somebody before you make any of these predictions, buddy. <laughs> we got, we got I'm, your waiting, back I'm waiting for the Mets to build up to a two or three game lead so I could start singing <laughs> it again. The NL East is over. Over. That is not going away anytime soon. I don't care how bad it made me look last year. That will be in play every year that the NL East is in existence with the Mets and the Braves competing. I think you're forever linked with that, buddy. <laughs> you know I am. Give me, uh, give me the top three Lakata days. So I, I listed them real quick, and and the wives aren't listening, so I don't want to hear any BS about anniversaries or nothing. I'm going Christmas Eve, opening day, and NFL that first Sunday. Wait what for what now? For what are you saying? The best three days top, of the year? 
top top three days of the year, man. I got, I got to go Christmas Eve, then opening day, and then probably NFL that opening Sunday. I will go Christmas Eve for sure. Um, boy, that's a tough question. What are we missing? Oh, I love. I would put Christmas Eve up there. I love um, the the wild card slash divisional round weekends in the NFL more than I do opening week. So pick one of those weekends, anyone. You could pick wild card weekend is fine. I would put that up there. I don't know if opening day would be there ahead of Thanksgiving. I think that's the the tough call right there. Opening day or Thanksgiving, probably side with Thanksgiving, to be honest with you. And then opening day. Opening day would be fourth. It's just something about it, man. What, what, you know, great day. And I love that everybody played today. You had all the number one, you know, matchups and everything. And, uh, you know, it was a lot why better do you, than that. Why do you hate Thanksgiving? <laughs> I, I love Thanksgiving, man. But it, I only gave you three days to choose, buddy. No, no, I gave you four. I couldn't leave, uh, I couldn't leave Thanksgiving well, out. I'm sorry. Thanksgiving's right there. But I actually, I got to tell you, you know, that the wild card weekend, actually the championship weekend probably – you know, uh, the, the prior prior today of the NFC Championship, that week before is great. Greater um, moment for you. How many kids do you have, Taco Frank? Five. Greater moment for you. Any of the days that any of your five children were born or any of the championships you experienced with your, with your fandom? Championships. Yeah! Yeah, Taco <laughs> Frank! On, without hesitation! My 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 wife is great, but I left her. We had a, a a big time championship in one of my one of my softball leagues, and I left my wife in labor with I think it was number three, and and with the, with the understanding that she I talked to the doctor and they said I probably had a five six hour window and the game was forty minutes away. Are you insane? Well, the the bad part was when we won it all. I stayed and we dug up home plate and we lit fireworks. <laughs> then I then I flew back to Princeton to get to the hospital, but I made it in time for Frank. It was actually for Frankie, who you know. You are you know, insane! I, made- I thought I was bad. Wow! For a buddy, softball I played, league, I played, I played twenty years to win that championship, <laughs> buddy. Yeah, there was nothing. Nothing would keep me from that. Apparently, <laughs> I respect it. That is great. Speaking real quick, man, I got a few things for you mm-hmm. real quick, but um, we're talking about the NFL real quick. That hit the security guard put, buddy. Oh. That's what the, but that, that's what the NFL's missing now. Like you, and, and the other thing, too, buddy, that's premeditated. You know, that, that's like, you know, I guarantee you, he sat there for years planning out, if somebody jumps on, here's what I'm going to do. Because if you watch the video, and I know you mentioned it, there's other views of the video. Dude, he he was the quickest, you know, there's like four guards. He that, He jumped out right away, and... You know, he he was ready for that hit. I think he's been playing that out for years. The guard you're talking about, just for for reference, Taco Frank is talking about a video that we saw on social media that uh, John Boy Media, I saw it from John Boy Media, and I know a bunch of other people have been tweeting it out, where some idiot fan jumped the fence at uh, Dodger Stadium, gets on the outfield turf, gets on one knee, proposes to his girlfriend as if that's not lame enough. He's sitting there and just looking at her, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes a security guard and just absolutely rocks him with a textbook tackle. A perfect hit. It was great. Yeah, that, that, what a hit, man. I, just, I watched that oh, hit. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, that's going to be everywhere tomorrow. But a um, couple side notes on other stuff you were talking about. Um, on the MLB Network, they show you the pitch count right next to where they have the outs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's not. I'm, I'm happy they're not putting it on. I thought it was going to be on the back 
monitor at every stadium kind of thing. And uh, another thing, man, in some ways, I wonder, and I I think it might actually make the defensive game a little better, because if you've ever played behind a slow pitcher, you know, a a guy that's operating slow, you fall asleep in the field kind of. Right. Everybody, uh, the fans and players, everybody's got to be paying more attention now. Yeah, there's, yeah, a, there's, there's a lot less up. downtime. You're locked in, so as a fielder, there's a lot less time to sit there and survey the outfield and look at the stands and you know chew sunflower seeds or whatever. You got to be locked in now. Yeah, you're on you're on your toes, and I think it was great for TV today. But um, in per you know I know we mentioned this before, but I think it, you know I'm going to be annoyed when I'm at a game. And uh, there was some callers calling in on, on Evan's show today. Saying you know they missed an inning and a half, you know getting a sausage, and the, you know one guy ran to the bathroom and he missed five outs. You know, so you're going to have to pre-plan probably some of those kind of things now because uh, you know it's just just not enough time to go. But from a TV standpoint, it, uh, it didn't affect anything. It was it was probably better. That's what I was excited about, and thank you for the call, Taco Frank. We appreciate you checking in. That's what I was excited about. That it didn't impact the viewing experience. I. I guess I didn't really give it much thought. I just assumed that we would see the pitch clock. But to baseball's credit and all these, I guess, TV networks, they do not want to show it because it's distracting. Because if you see the clock counting down, it's all you'll be able to focus on. So I'm glad that we don't see the pitch clock, which means you don't even really feel like it's there. Now, when you go to a game, that's going to be the challenge because you're going to be able to see it right in front of you. Eric is calling from Ronkonkoma. Eric, good morning. Hey, Sal, good morning. You, you guys are killing me here. I'm so, like, dying for a meatball pie right now. Yeah. Is Little you. Vincent's open? Just run by there. I, well, I mean, if they were, I'd grab it. Otherwise, you know where, where I'd be going. But uh, maybe I'll get it from both. That's how much I want it right now. But, uh, you know, the, look, I mean, I've never seen a Jets championship, but I'll tell you one thing. I, I don't care if they were to win. I, I will celebrate that championship with with a – Meatball pie while watching Marvel and topping it off with Star Trek. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. So you're not giving so up any of it, though. Oh, absolutely not. I don't care. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll enjoy everything all at once there. But uh, you know, <laughs> I, I got to say that what was the run? What was the actual time of the game for the Mets, though? Wasn't it like two forty-five or like? No, I think it that? was. I thought it was over three hours, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, maybe, I don't, I don't uh, think so. It started four ten. You might be right. And, uh, Mm. Yeah, I think it ended at like six fifty-five, something like that. But, uh, uh, but, but you know, the, the one thing I liked about it, though, all right, because there was that confusion with McNeil getting called for the strike and everything, and I just loved the fact that he, like, two, two or three pitches later, he, you know, strokes a base hit to score a run. You know, it was like it was like a giant middle finger to the to the umps. Because they, they screwed up that whole thing there. You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, he had to beat the Marlins and the Umps. By the way, the uh, time yep. of game, 2.42, which uh, was... Okay. Uh, I, I thought, okay. for some reason, I thought it was three hours, but I, maybe the yeah. post game went a little bit longer because we didn't get on our show till 8 o'clock, so... Right. And uh, although I did hear your update with DeGrom, though, which I thought was hysterical. But, oh, were you uh, watching that you in-game? Know. Oh, of course I was. Uh, but, but, you know, but you know, see, now that's interesting in itself, though, because... I, I uh, once I saw that I, I jumped on the computer to to have that on the side, and then like within two innings, 
of that, you know, all of a sudden, uh, I think uh, Philly's up nine to five. Yeah, then, as uh, a matter of fact, and, so one of the what things a crazy game. One of the things I get nervous doing those in-game uh, updates, and one of the reasons is because stuff is happening as I'm going. So I'm watching the game, anticipating <laughs> that they're going to throw to me any second, trying to make sure I have everything that I have to say ready to go in you know ten seconds, <laughs> and I'm watching right. the Rangers have the bases loaded, and I'm like, of course they're going to score runs as I'm doing this. And as soon as I finish my last word, somebody on the Rangers got a base hit to score two or three runs. And yeah. and then from there, they just I think they scored nine runs that inning, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was insane. I mean, so much for, uh, uh, I tell you, between you know him and, and Nola. Nola's a good pitcher, too. I mean, that, but clearly uh, pitching was out the window. Yep. Yeah, DeGrom got beat up. That, that was DeGrom. Yeah. It was the most extra base hits. He gave up six extra, extra base hits in three and two-third innings. No less. It's the most extra base hits he's ever given up in a start. Yeah, interesting. Well, I hope I hope he's enjoying Texas. Yeah. So uh, you know, but uh, yeah. Anyway, but that's uh, that's on my agenda today. For once, once those pizzerias open up, I'm there. So I'll, uh, I'll have a couple slices for you. There. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I and thank you for the call, Eric. I will uh, indulge over the weekend. I cannot do so Monday through Friday. I like to keep it clean. So we will not be having any pizza uh, tomorrow, but or today, I should say. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. As it's uh, officially Friday, but over the weekend, I'm going ham. 877-337-6666. We'll continue with your calls on the other side. Sal Licata on the fan. Kevin is calling from Queens. Kevin, did you find your car yet? Oh, Sal, you got a great memory, man. God bless it. Nah, man, I'm just trying to keep it positive, and I really appreciate the support from everybody, especially you, you know, always with a positive vibe and everything. So, sorry, we couldn't talk a lot um, last night, but um, I just keep my mind positive, sir. And the insurance has been trying to give me hopes and everything, and that's all I got to do, hope and pray. You know, stay positive, and hopefully we can find yeah. your, your vehicle. What's your neighborhood where you grew up? Quick, quick question. A Long Island, Ron Concoma. Okay, yeah. I grew up in Corona, yeah. close to, city, to, to, to Shea Stadium. Being a Corona kid, you know, coming from nothing and have something like based on hard work and everything, it hurts in a way, you know? Yeah. It's not, not, nothing is given there. You have to earn it. So everybody that comes from Corona Queens, they know what I'm talking about. But listen, so I've been trying to come with this homeboy idea for like so many months, and every time I try to talk to you, there's always something. Um, some of us want to spend time to you with, with you, like, you know, like a beer body talk, about, you know, a sport bar, whatever, you know. And so I came up with this idea, like, 
What do you think of, of you creating uh, a day that we could call it Sala Cara Appreciation Day? And then you could pick one day out of the month. And then you pick the location. And we all can get together over there, spend time with you and treat you, you know, like like we always do. Like call well, you, you know. Once a month, respect. maybe once a year we could do that. Oh, well, come on, man. What do you mean? Once a month? I can't hang out with my wife and kid. You want me to come hang out with everybody once a month? No well, chance. Come on. But anyway. Where were you, by the way? We did the we did the outing last year in, in August. Where were you at? Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you had your opportunity. Have, have you heard of Beans, Beans in, in, in Long Island, the restaurant? What is it? Vincent's is is an Italian restaurant that he has a sport bar. It's, it's a legendary restaurant. You never heard of Vincent's? Yeah, I don't think so. Little Vincent's, yes. Yeah. Regular Vincent's, no. No, me and my girlfriend, we always go over there mm -hmm. on the weekend. So, um, listen. Now, the other I, thing, can you um, walk there, or do you have to drive? You have to drive. Oh, so you're screwed. But it, it's a nice place. You all love it. Yeah. Oh, uh, maybe, Fine. maybe one day. Yeah. The other thing is like um, the Knicks. Tonight we're gonna see if he, Emmanuel quickly is is the real replacement of, of RJ Barrett. Why tonight specifically? Tonight specifically because he he's, he's being consistent in three games. Let's see what's gonna happen with no Julius Randle. Yeah, well, I think I do think quickly is the replacement as far as being that third guy for the Knicks. Uh, Barrett is. I mean, Barrett has been it on occasion. Quickly to me has the better potential now at this point. I would trust that quickly could give you that top-tier production more consistently than R.J. Barrett. You make, you think they might trade him and this summer like R.J. Barrett talking about? Uh, I don't know if there'll be takers for R.J. Barrett, but I do think that is something the Knicks may have to look into. Because if you look at this Knicks team and say, okay, well, what's holding them back? What don't they have? I really do I think, know, right? I think it's Barrett and Randall to a certain extent where Randall's an all-star, but the way he his style is just, he's a good player. It doesn't translate, whether it's him at the end of games, whether it's lack of defense. He's an all-star, but there's something off there with Julius Randall. And R.J. Barrett is just not consistent enough, and I don't believe could ever get to a level where he's going to shoot the ball well enough to be a legitimate superstar in this league, or an all-star even in this league. What do you think of Shaq Levine coming to the Knicks for Julius Randall and a couple of picks and R.J. Barrett? Like Levine. Oh, I don't know if I like Levine. And thank you for the call, Kevin. You, you like Levine, Zoo? Would that be a guy you want? Would you? Would you? Would you trade R.J. Barrett for Levine? I probably wouldn't do it for Levine, but I, I mean, I hate to do this, but and I kind of felt this way at the time. But the fact that you didn't trade R.J. for Donovan Mitchell, I feel like is going to be the one that hurts us. Right, but that wasn't just that, right? It would have been R.J. plus, let's say, quickly. They wanted. I think. I thought it probably would have been Grimes. I think. Okay, so RJ and Grimes and maybe Toppin and picks. That would have been a lot, but at the same time, I feel like you look at this team right now and what Donovan Mitchell would be able to do. The the way, right? The way he would elevate the ceiling for this team, I think, is what right, they're be, missing right because now. Because you'd have Mitchell, Brunson, Randall. Yep, and then you could still make the trade for Josh Hart that you made, so you have him. All right, but what if Quickly becomes that type of player? I mean, there's a chance that Quickly and Grimes and or Grimes become those type of players. I look at Grimes as the guy that you need to win a championship in today's league. Defense, shoot three. Yeah, exactly. 
So that's um, what I mean. I don't that, think he's a superstar. Okay, fine. So he's a player. RJ's not going to be a superstar. Could quickly be a star. I like quickly a lot, but here's my thing with IQ is that I think that he's best served being in that sixth man role. Right. I think it allows him to play like the catalyst for that unit and then okay. just get himself in the game that All way. Right, but then you have to still give the Knicks credit for not wanting to break this up because those are important pieces on a championship team. So then if I ask you, Zoo, what's missing from this team? Why are we capping? And I get the results. And let's assume everybody's healthy. Like, we watch this team. I get it. But why then? Because when you look at it, Randall's an all-star. Brunson is a legitimate superstar. They have other pieces that are impactful players. What is missing? Um, I think it's just the way that RJ plays in everything. And it's not his fault. His game is what it is, and it would work if this team didn't have as many like, uh, like-minded like players like him who just kind of have to have the ball and drive a little bit and do their own thing. But I think that him not being a knockdown three-point shooter holds them back and him not being a great defensive player holds them back. Well, how about Randall? Uh, what is that? How about Randall? Same Randall, thing? Well, that's the thing is that you can't have Randall and RJ on the right. same team and win a championship. Right. And Randall is the better between the two. So you would look to move RJ? I don't, I don't know what you could get for RJ. Are they going to be able to move him in the offseason? Like, if they wanted to with that contract, it, does he have value? I mean, that's the thing is now you gave him big-time money, and teams know what he is at this point. I think RJ I think RJ is what he is. I think he's a 20-point-a-game kind of guy, maybe five rebounds top and a couple assists. And that's going to be him for his whole career. Maybe if he goes to a bad team, he could put up, like, 25. But... He just this is what he is. Right, but if they're and, not if they're not getting all star production from RJ Barrett, they're gonna be hard pressed to be a championship team. Exactly. So, and I don't think they ever will. So you need to replace Barrett. Would you replace Randall as well or no? I would keep Randall if I could get that RJ piece to um surpass Randall in terms of importance right. on the team. I see what you're saying. Like if Brunson has done that, if and I Randall's think if you the, got that three, Mitchell would have done that. That's why I think Mitchell would have been a better fit. Bingo. So I think we got to it here. Randall is fine as a three. Yep. If he's the third of the big three or whatever, the three stars, then you're okay. You need that other create-your-own-shot, killer instinct, going to take over a game at any moment, score like Donovan Mitchell, to go along with Brunson, who I think can do that to a certain extent, but not to the highest of levels. You don't want to leave it on Brunson to have to do that because you want him to do all the other things that as make well, him correct. great. Correct. Get, facilitate as well. Exactly. He shouldn't be the only guy because he's got to get others involved, and they don't have that second guy. Randall's a good third guy. He's not the second guy. Yep, and RJ takes way too long to find his shot. I mean, he can get to the rim. He can get a shot, but half the time he either bricks a three or he, you know, takes too long to get to the rim. Every, and when he does get to the rim, he's, you know, he's not shooting the free throws, whatever. There's th- That's the problem. They are built. You know, I mean, they drafted R.J. Barrett third overall. He should be an all-star. And if he was an all-star, maybe this team could get to another level. Ah, it sucks. Would have been nice with Donovan Mitchell. The reason why I wasn't going nuts about Mitchell at the time was because I didn't think Brunson was going to be this good. So I was like, ah, what difference is it going to make? But now you look at it, that might be the missing piece. It really is, bro. And and when you look at the landscape of the league right now, it's hard to find that guy that's going to make the difference. Especially when you look at 
who could be available and even just if you don't look at who if you look at the type of quality that's out there there's really not that much and i i mean again this is another thing that i hate to say but the guy that would in my opinion like would take this iteration of this team and actually make them a lot better and i'm not saying he's a superstar by Mm -hmm. any means or even better than randall but i think if you had mikhail bridges playing the three on this team this team would have some serious serious Contention ability. They need that type of score. Guy who could shoot the lights out and score like that. And play some good defense. Yeah, well, that's why I hated the draft pick from uh, R.J. Barrett. Oh, a shooting guard whose weakness is what? He can't shoot! It was always crazy. And his free throw ability for a guy that drives as much as he, he does. He's straight. I remember reading the scouting reports on the air. His weakness is he can't shoot. Oh, great. Take a shooting guard who can't shoot. His strength is attacking the rim. Weakness. Free throw shooting. It what? don't work. His strength is getting to the rim and his weakness is free throw shooting? What are you doing? I'll tell you, when he is attacking the rim, though, it is beautiful to watch. Like, he, he's excellent at it. He's got to stick to doing that. That's it. No, that's his game. But when he does that, from time to time, it takes the rest of the team out of it, and that's where I think that we get hurt a lot. And I can't just, I can't stand watching him shoot the three. 877-337-6666. We'll finish up with your calls on the other side. Sal Akata on the fan. Get some calls in here. Dan is calling from East Brunswick. What's up, Dan? Hey, Sal. How you doing, bro? Good, Dan. How are you? Good, man. I just want to say, man, I, I love listening to you, man. You make me laugh all the time. Um, it's great talking to you. It's my first time calling in to you. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate um, the kind words, and I appreciate taking the time to call. Listen, Sal, diehard Mets fan, bro. All right. Last night, you, you, you're, like, giving me this confidence <laughs> that I don't have. Still got that bad taste of last year in my mouth. You know, thought we finally turned the page. You know, listen to the confidence. I'm like, all right, going to an optimist. Man, I can't even start the game, and we got guys going on the IL. I'm telling you, this team is cursed for life. Terrible. It's always something i i I honestly was infuriated dan i mean i was trying to be positive uh, the night before opening day on opening day eve but to wake up and see that news it is always something with this team every time sal you know like i i I started to believe in the cohen you know last year i got past all this bad juju that they had going on i'm like and then at the end of the year bam we missed the division by one game same old mets in the playoffs in and out, same old Mets. You know, it's just like enough already. Well, the good news is that King Cohen will not settle for anything less, Dan. And thank you for the call. We appreciate you taking the time to check in. I do appreciate the kind words. King Cohen will not settle for anything less. So you know he's going to be chasing that championship as long as he's here. That's number one. That's comforting. The Last year, look, it was a terrific regular season. One of the best in Mets history. Man, it says a lot to their history, but still, one of the best in Mets history, they had three bad games. All they had to do was win one stinking game in Atlanta, and they win the division, and they couldn't do it. They got swept. And believe me, nobody felt more sick about that than I did. And that includes the players. Maybe not Buck, but I was right up there with Buck. I was sick that they got swept in that series and lost that division. But they're a good team. And these bad luck things keep happening. And of course, the Diaz and the WBC. Of course it does. Of course. Which team of all the teams to send players of the WBC, which team was impacted the most? 
Of course it's the New York Mets losing their closer for the entire year. The best closer in the game for the entire year. And then one of the reasons why the Mets didn't want to resign DeGrom was because his injury history. Lack of durability. So they replace him with Justin Verlander. And then Verlander pulls up DeGrom. On opening day, he gets scratched from his start. Has to go to the IL. Won't make the start on Saturday. I mean, you got to be kidding me. It never ends. It's infuriating. But hang in there. Because this, believe it or not, this is still, we're probably in the very beginning uh, beginning stages of the best era to be a Mets fan. Brett is calling from Long Island. What's up, Brett? Hey, Sal. I didn't get to call you on Tuesday to celebrate. That was uh, 328. Yeah, I'm familiar with the date. Oh, you don't know what that represents? No, I do. I I do know what it represents, and I I don't care. We're ready to move on from it. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm not ready to move on from it, but I got Why? Why do you care about the Falcons so much? You care about the Falcons more than I do. No, you do. You just, you know, of course, you're just not going to talk about it. But, no, yeah, well, I'm I mean, doing shows care. in New York. They the blew, Falcons are irrelevant. No, no, I'm going I'm to get to my point. I called about the Yankees, but, I mean, I'm not going to just, like, not discuss that. Why? But, you know, it's that, stupid. That it's a made-up It's a made up thing. Point. It's not stupid. Yeah. Uh, I know. Oh, but we got a bad line there. I'm, I'm sorry, Brett. We had to let you go. Hector is calling from Washington Heights. What's up, Hector? See, don't be a- Remember, oh, I'm up? a pro. This is my show, not yours. You call here with respect. You're trying to bust my chops about the Super Bowl from you know four or five years ago, whatever it's been now, even longer, six years ago, 328, like that's a thing, March 28th. You're celebrating the 28-3 balloon lead. Uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. A, I don't really care about it. B, get lost. Hi, Hector. <laughs> I, I was like, wait a minute. I thought you threw me on. What happened? No, and, I'm sorry. I was still yelling at Brett. Yeah. <laughs> and here I am driving zero miles an hour because I got to pick somebody up. And I'm like, I want to get in this call before. I pick well, thank, thank Brett for being a jerk because his call went short. We well, have extra time for a minute. Like, if he doesn't hang up on Brett, I'm going to hang up. And to hell with this call yeah. right now because I can't deal with this. But anyways, man, um, listen, man. <laughs> Happy opening day that will last too long now, did it? No. Uh, that that listen, man. I, I just like you. I was upset, and you know me. I, I, I'm actually surprised. Well, not surprised. I, I you know I know it's been a while now since you you turned to my side with the whole the Grom thing. But I was definitely rooting against it because the last thing I needed was the Grom to go eight innings and shut out ball on a day that we freaking lose on on the Grom, and I gotta hear all that nonsense, man. Um, but yeah, it, it left a bad taste in the mouth, you know, for the W. But still glad that we got the W. Um, but just just happy that that, that he didn't didn't stick it. To did, you just, did you just but pick I, up? Did you just pick up a customer? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Hi Riley, how you doing? Good. How are you, Hector? Good. Yes. Um, Tell her you're on the radio right now. Ask her if she minds. Riley, I'm actually on the radio right now, sports radio talking, and the host wants to know if you mind me being on the on the phone talking to you. No, I mean talking to him instead of a, you know. He says no, do my thing. Okay, all right, good. There we go. Just drive I mean, safely. Kind of yeah. Probably thinking, oh, he's one of these psychos called sports radio. <laughs> is she, is she familiar with me? Does she know who I am? Do you know anything about sports? Do you are you familiar with Salakata? He's this guy that's always screaming on TV, screams on the radio. He's a real nut, to be honest with you. 
What about Boomer and Geo? Does she know Boomer and Geo? <laughs> she doesn't know you, and I, I highly doubt she knows Boomer. Who's going to know those guys? Oh, okay. She okay. You're more entertaining. If anybody she's going to know, she's going to know you. But, but I, bet, I bet her dad does. <laughs> that might be the case. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't seem interested right. anymore. Hurry it up. We got like a minute. Go ahead. I don't even, I don't even know what I was going to say anymore, but I'll say this. I went Frankie. I definitely would have got to go to my championship game. Uh, baby bird be damned, but maybe that's probably why I'm single. Um, and Sal, I had the same thing you did, man. Watching the bullpen with the whole DS thing and thinking, man, if that kid didn't get hurt, what could it be? What could it be? But overall, listen, we're going to overcome this Verlander thing. We're going to overcome Diaz. We're going to overcome all of it. And I love that you're now on a memo fan club. Since you were so upset about us giving him the money. Yeah, well, it, was, it that. wasn't that I was upset about that. And thank you for the call, Hector. It wasn't that I was upset about them giving Nimmo the money. I just didn't think he was worth that much. I didn't want to overpay for Brandon Nimmo, especially if it meant preventing them. Remember, at the time, you're forgetting now, Hector. At the time, I said, I don't want to overpay for Nimmo if it means preventing them from going out and getting another bat, which it didn't because they were going to go pay Carlos Correa 300 million bucks. So bringing back Nimmo was the right move, and I really do think Nimmo is going to be an all-star this year. And you're right. And I said this on TV on SNY last night that I couldn't help but think, man, if they had Diaz in that bullpen, it would be loaded. Robertson, Ottavino, Rayleigh, Smith, if he could be somebody that you could trust, and Diaz, five legitimate arms in that bullpen, that would be close to a super pen. Real quick, Rogers, it's a city field. What's up, Roger? What's up, Sal? You ready? I'm waiting for you opening day. Why? For what? Oh, Roger! My guy, Roger! I forgot! <laughs> How are you, Roger? <laughs> I'm doing great, buddy. I just wanted to let you know that I'm, I'm going to be waiting for you on opening day. Oh, I thought at first this was a threat. Like, come out here. I'm going to kill you because you predicted the Mets were going to win the NLEs and you jinxed us. <laughs> Roger, I'm going to come see you. I'll be there. I'll come see you, all right? Maybe not. Have a great one, You too. You too. Oh, oh, Roger, watch your mouth. Well, yeah, you're going to get us in trouble at the end of the show. I may not be there opening day, but I will be there at some point this year. And best believe it, Roger, I'll come find you. And this time, will you ring me up, please? You got to hook me up. The other people you sent me to didn't. Anyway, that does it for us. Thanks to Zoo, Big Zoo, helping us out all morning long here, filling in for Fleegs. Thanks for everybody who listened, everybody who called. We appreciate it, each and every one of you. Back again on Monday morning, bright and early, 2 a.m. to recap the weekend of baseball. Isn't it great that it's back? Yes. Remain positive for both the Mets and Yanks. Warm-up show with Alan Jerry that's coming up next. Enjoy your weekend. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.